Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. another episode where we've lost our keys so so much uh nerd and verse happening uh lately but hopefully uh folks have been enjoying it we haven't gotten extensive complaints so i assume that's a good thing not extensive ones yeah just a, just a few you just know family members um, uh close acquaintances and it's mostly just jesus <laughs> jesus jesus always has a couple of complaints against me but you know what i'm human he understands he knows he knows me me and the jay man are cool anyway <laughs> Uh, we're not here to talk about Jesus. We're here to talk about American Jesus. About... <laughs> no. Steve Rogers. Oh. No. No, American um, Jesus is Mr. Rogers. This intro is, is something else. But uh, yeah, so um, we mentioned it in our last episode. But in case you haven't uh, been watching all of our content, first of all, shame on you. Second okay. of all, uh, we talked about Bird and Buggy, a.k.a. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a.k.a. Captain, Captain America, America and the Winter, and the Winter Soldier. Soldier. And I uh, had a lot of fun. It was a great conversation. We didn't even talk about everything, but, no. you know, it, it, it is what it is. We already hate putting out our, well, I already hate putting out hour-long episodes, but. Listen, man, we were too busy being SWJs. Uh, yeah, apparently. We were Wait. woke. <laughs> SW, no. Uh, so, social warrior justice. Social, so, social, <laughs> social warriors. That's my job title. Um <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so with uh, that entry into the legacy of the character of Captain America, we wanted to use that opportunity. I've been wanting to go through with the uh, MCU for a while now, so it seemed like that was a perfect opportunity. You know, we did talk about WandaVision, but they have kind of been accessories to the Avengers, so they don't really have a film series to talk about, whereas with going through the new Captain America and the Winter Soldier... We have a history behind that. And in fact, that's a big part of the plot of the show is dealing with the legacy mm -hmm. of the original Captain America, Steve Rogers. And so I thought it'd be a good opportunity um, to plant ourselves and talk about that. Um, your favorite uh, Avenger hero yeah. stuff? My favorite Marvel superhero, as well as my favorite Marvel movie, is a Captain America movie. Yeah. So, I mean... I feel like that has a lot to do with Chris Evans. It has a lot to do with Chris Evans. Um, and I feel like that's going to come up a lot. And Whereas that's, I don't, I don't mean that to sound like, mm. no. I, I, I just mean like, I, I, I cannot imagine anyone else having done this and doing it so well. Yeah. Um, well, Sebastian and, Stan auditioned for Captain America. Really? Yeah. That's ironic. Right. Uh, we want you to, well, I mean, it, it's kind of a thing where it's like, you're not quite clean enough for that. But we have a job for you. You're too you. Romanian. Well, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you couldn't pull off Captain America, but you could easily counter him. So it was really a compliment of, of like, hey, you can beat him up in the next movie. <laughs> so You want to punch Chris Evans in the face? Uh, meanwhile, um, like most of, we kind of talked about it uh, here and there before, but most of my Marvel experience is mostly Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I grew up, I was a huge Spider-Man fan. Um, I did watch uh, Hulk and Iron Man shows. They had uh, animated shows as well that were really good. Yes. And, of course, they were some of the earlier uh, attempts at film were Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Hulk. Mm -hmm. 
odd how that worked. Um, and then, of course, like X-Men and all of that stuff. So those were my, like, superheroes growing up. I wouldn't say I was the hugest uh, Marvel fan. Yeah. Um, so when it came to Captain America, I, I mean, obviously knew of him. You can't not, but I didn't really care. I honestly, well, part of the only thing I was interested in is how they explain how Chris Evans plays two characters in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, they ignored the redheaded stepchild that was <laughs> Johnny Storm and, and those two first outings of the Fantastic Four, which are better than the one outing of the fan four stick. So it's just... <laughs> It's so stupid. So special. It's so stupid. I forgot how stupid. It's that like the was. people that want this to be Cat for America or something like that, or Captain for America or about, some, some weird. How about just going? Stop our putting title. numbers in words. Bird and Bucky. Um, That's it. They've never put a ty- uh, a number to these films. I thought that was Iron Man two. To these films. Okay. Goodness gracious. I Internet. You were talking about MCU films. Gosh, but... Twitter. Film Twitter just waiting to pounce on me. Okay. Uh, no, these films have never gone by that. They've gone with a subtitle. Um, and I do appreciate, like, the idea of the first Avenger, which the cutscene for uh, the ending of this one is basically just a trailer for the Avengers. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, it didn't hit me until watching the behind-the-scenes of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that I was like, they still didn't know if this was going to work because they were like, um, when they were talking about the original Captain America, the first film, they were like, yeah, if we ever get to do a sequel, we'll definitely do Winter Soldier. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, that wasn't sold? That wasn't given? Like, what? What do you mean? Um, All they knew is they were going to culminate in Avengers, and that might have been it. That, like, and, uh, and, and what's crazier about that is that this is coming up on its 10th year. Uh, 10th anniversary. Yeah, the first Avenger is almost 10 years old. It'll be 10 in July. So it's a lot to soak in. Why would you age me like that? I mean, timeline's timeline. But all in all, when you add up the sum of it all, it is a bit longer than it feels like. And I think that re-watching the trilogy, first, uh, it's hard to call it a trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's hard with any of these Marvel movies to a point to call them trilogies. I think Iron Man's is the most contained. Um, the first two Captain Americas, I really do feel bleed into each other and Absolutely. feel like sequels, whereas Civil War doesn't as much. And I know a lot of people call it like Avengers 1.5 or whatever, or, or no, 2.5 because it was after Ultron or whatever. Um, you know, it it is what it is. I, I think it's a Captain America movie in the end, but... It just feels like so much more has happened between two and three that it's harder to just jump in and feel like you know uh, the cast, you know the story and everything. It feels like you have to watch other things. Yeah. Whereas with Iron Man, not so much. With Thor, eh, a little bit, but I feel like by and large, it's weird enough and to the side enough that you can enjoy Thor kind of contained as well. You can definitely do like a yada, yada, yada. Of it right, whereas with Civil it. War, you kind of have to pack in a little bit, or you have to remind yourself um, uh, a little bit. Like, if you're not watching all of the films together, now if you watch it that way, everybody feels so much bigger than they are. It's like only three movies, and Robert Downey Jr. is dead, in, or Iron Man. <laughs> uh, Tony Stark is dead. Don't um, do that. <laughs> no, he's not. He's fine, last I checked. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been to the basement in a while, so... <laughs> um, but, like, three movies, it's just like, uh. 
But then when you do add in the Avengers, when you do add in like Civil War, when you do add in the other guest appearances and yeah. all that, it it feels like, no, we have had these characters a while. So it actually feels more right when they retire. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. I mean, it, it's hard. Uh, I, I think that a, an okay criticism of like the MCU movies is like hard to sit down with just one. Yeah. I mean, you can have your favorites, but it's like a lot of just like, if, if you just pick one randomly and you haven't watched too much or don't keep up with everything, you will be thoroughly confused. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like you do, if you're wanting to get the story, you have to watch everything and yeah. you have to watch it in order. It's like Dan Gun Rampa. You look away for five minutes and, and you're everybody's lost. yeah. It's just, just it's moved very fast. That's not how you pronounce it, but that's how I pronounce it. So as far as the Captain America trilogy, um, yes. So it does. It starts off with the first Avenger, obviously teasing what's to come and everything, and and that's even um, crazier how much, how big that's gotten. And and Endgame was a perfect example of that. Of you know Avengers Assemble used to apply to just a couple of guys, like five guys that one time in New York. Now it means hundreds of people. And I'm not, I don't think they passed out like Avengers uh, club cards to all those people, but like a good majority of them are, can be considered part of the team now. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's definitely progressed, but I think that Captain America, the first Avenger is still one of the best origin story films. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I think they do a great job of making it worth seeing where this character comes from. Um, and, and I think it's a great opportunity they take to build what the MCU Captain America is going to be like. I, I, again, I wasn't a huge fan of Captain America, um, outside of these films. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I assume that m- much like most of the MCU, he's an amalgamation of various appearances of the character. He's not just this one version yeah. from that one comic. It- it's complicated, um, like most things in the MCU. I have a non-story about this movie. Mm-hmm. So this is purely just because I was reminded when you were talking about watching it. Um, when we went to go see it in the theater, um, it was me, it was Josh, my brother, and Ryan, my brother, and Justin, my brother, all three of my brothers. I don't know why I felt My brother, my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> my brother, my brother, my brother, and me. And we went to the theater, and I remember so clearly us getting out of the car. No, not even getting out of the car, but Josh was driving, and he clipped another car on the way into the parking spot, and I don't remember why. That's, like, one of the main things I remember about going to see that movie. It was a great movie. We had a great time. We were, Mm -hmm. like, one of three people in the theaters. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like I said, it's a non-story. I mean, it's weird. ADHD brain went, you gotta tell this story. (laughs) It's It's just weird how, like, certain things can latch on sometimes like the, there's things so closely associated with a property it was a white suv i right. remember like that. you remember like... you were you retained everything um it was funny it, was, it wasn't until it. 2013 that i saw this i know that much um I, I i remember exactly where it was at lake junaleska in 2013 so oh, uh wonder what happened then yeah <laughs> that's more of an us thing than than you guys i'm just saying but it goes to show, again, how, like, yeah. no, I, I can recall exactly where I saw this the first time. That's the first time I watched Zombieland, too. Oh, there you go. There I you wasn't go. there for that one. No, you're not. You're um, left. So, but yeah, I, I, I feel like they had to do a lot of work in the beginning to establish. I mean, obviously, there's certain character traits that you're going to in- include, but 
there's a lot you have to change to make the the lofty goal of interconnecting these films and creating a uh, gargantuan series. Like there's certain things you have to do that benefit the whole, not just the one. And I think that was what was interesting about early Marvel days is it was so much more unique when they would connect things like that. Now it's just given. It's going to connect to everything else. But here, um, seeing the choices that they would make to uh, benefit the future, like things that happen here benefiting Civil War, benefiting, you know, Iron mm-hmm. Man, and, and, and so forth, um, you know, it, it's definitely uh, a, a worthy, um, and I feel like that's the thing, is you have to justify origin stories anymore. Uh, like, why do we need to know where they come from if it's a well-known character? Yeah. And I feel like it, it, it comes from this of just, well, we're building our version. Like, obviously, beats are similar. But I actually appreciate they didn't spend most of the history of Captain America fighting Nazis. They, that, meh, that's not the thing anymore. Like it, Although I do enjoy a good Nazi punch. Well, it has to include that. Like, it has yeah. to start there because that's, 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 where, the story that's where the character starts. But I, I appreciate that they're like, that's not the whole thing. That's not his whole deal because he's not just propaganda. We want an actual character. Yeah. And I think that is a true threat throughout the rest of the films as well. Um, and But yeah, I think, I think it's great. The Captain America movies have always had a benefit of being very realistic and very um, open access, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It's a little less sci-fi-y. Like, it almost... I mean, you could watch it along like Indiana yeah. Jones or something. Like I It's agree. as weird as Indiana Jones. That's the comparison I was about to make. <laughs> both have Nazis. Exactly. Both, you know, weird stuff. And a stuff. lot of um, You know, um, what's worse, the Ark of the Covenant or Red Skull? Like, yeah, I don't know. They kind of go together. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, like, that that's kind of what drew me into this movie first, at first, was, like, it's just weird enough. Yeah. Like, you got Super Soldier Serum. I, I love the concept of that. But you also have, like, I don't know, Nazis <laughs> getting punched <laughs> in the face. I'm a big yeah. fan. What can um, I say? Well, and I, I love, I do, like, I don't expect to call out very specific things throughout this much. I mean, we're mostly just talking through the legacy of, of, yeah. of the character and everything, but that, you know, his his whole vibrato of just like, of course, I've punched Hitler, you know, number countless times. Yeah. Like, I just, I, that, that's a line that sticks with me. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. But, um, well, I, oh my gosh, I like spaced out. What was I going to say? I don't know. Welcome to my life. Um, well, th- uh, this is in the early days when I think they were still trying really hard of trying to ground it a little bit. They didn't want to go full comic book. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, if you watch this and then imagine they were going to do Ant-Man uh, in years later. like Thor Ragnarok. Make, like, yeah. Like. Well, even doing Thor, they did a lot in the first Thor to really kind of, like, level it out. Mm-hmm. Only to, by the third one, be like, no, we're putting all of that back in. <laughs> like, all, you, all the nerf Jeff goes Goldblum. back in. Right. So it's like, it, this is definitely one of those where it's just like, it's, it's. Indiana Jones, where it's like, it's a very real story, but it's also got some weird. Yeah. And this is a very real story with a little bit of weird, and I, I, I like it. Yeah. But, so you mentioned, like, the super soldier serum. So, again, we see that the after effect of that still uh, plaguing the world in whatever year it happens to be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because I keep forgetting about that five-year jump. I think 2025. I don't I don't know. I, well, no, because uh, Endgame was 2019, so it would be five years before that. 2024. So, yeah. So... I, got, I mean, one year's difference, but, you know. Uh, and, and then, again, I could be completely wrong. I don't know. 
But either way, like it's still a purveying issue of this idea of creating or recreating um, either Steve Rogers or Red Skull. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of you know the the super powered, super minded uh, individual that could turn the tide and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, which was a thing that was actually happening. In, in World War II, was like there were experiments being run on soldiers to be like, how can we make these people faster? How that can we make that these was one of the things we were going to talk about, or I wanted to give time to talk about with uh, Isaiah Bradley, yeah. with, um, you know, Black Captain America, essentially. Yeah. Like, uh, that seems so far-fetched that they would do that, but it's, it's really not. Like, that legitimately happened. Dude, um, during the Vietnam War, there were so many experiments being Well, run. it was a lot of just... W- like such ridiculous tactics for whatever would win and and i mean that's kind of even the basis of this like Mm -hmm. i mean obviously predates it a little bit but like the same idea of there was always kind of like this background research being done of all right how can we win like that and in a way nobody's thought of and all this other stuff i said vietnam i meant world war ii um Um. well but you know and and a lot of that had to do with like um drug tests and everything you know lsd tests on on soldiers and everything do yourself a favor and do a wikipedia deep dive yeah like there's a lot that would give grounds to this sort of stuff you know i mean replace super soldier serum with cocaine it's the same movie did i ever tell you about the lsd dolphin tests uh i think so i think i think yeah it's for another time um so, I mean, other than really setting up the kind of character that Captain America is going to be, um, and I think early on he could have the criticisms of being a golden boy. I think especially in this first film, they mm-hmm. go for that. Um, but what's more interesting, I don't think it's bad to have a golden boy character. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Uh, what I like is when you put that boy, golden boy in non-golden situations, which they immediately do with the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the difference, and I know comic book fans are going to criticize me if any of them listen or anything, but, like, they don't do that enough with uh, Superman, which is one of my biggest criticisms, is they don't do enough to take a perfect character like him and put him in imperfect situations. Mm-hmm. All the time, he's kind of just the savior. And I, Zack Snyder sort of tries, but even still, they make him out to be... Jesus, so it's still like really weird and doesn't land for me all the time. Whereas with Captain America, I really feel like a lot of his struggle is just because of his moral compass versus the world around him. Yeah, I what there's something that I love about Steve Rogers and Captain America as a whole is that he is a rule breaker. He he is very he, re- much... he breaks the rules for the rules. Exactly, <laughs> he has such like strong moral personal rules mm-hmm. that he is just like you know what no i'm captain america i can i can do something well, else and that's the thing too is like basically he just hijacked the motif like mm-hmm. it, it was captain america was a character it yeah. wasn't a persona he chose or anything it's just literally what he knew and had when he went on his first quote-unquote mission yeah um and it just stuck A- after that it just stayed with him like and and i think that's the significance of why like, yeah, they call him Captain America. Everybody knows him as that, but he's Steve. Mm-hmm. And people that know him, he's Steve. Like, you know, like, yeah. I appreciated the the separation they, they established eventually with his character. And you cannot tell me that on the walk back from the camp that they were uh, held captive in, that Bucky did not relentlessly bully him that entire time. Right. Like, Captain America? Right. Really? Right. You did what? I, I love 
their relationship so much. Oh yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, seeing where Sebastian Stan's gotten to grow, I I mean, on and and it's, again, something we didn't get to talk about um, when reviewing the show. Yeah. Um, really, other than this, I never had much favor for Bucky or Winter Soldier just because he was a cool character and that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what they were going to do with that. And and over time, he has grown up a little bit, but he's always been to the side so much that yeah. he hasn't really gotten to flourish. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the first show since the first Avenger to really give Sebastian Stan time to play the character yeah. Bucky and the Winter Soldier. It's so sad because he's such a great actor. He is. Like, he's been in so many fantastic films. I Where's, where's his Emmy slash... Oscar it's imaginary Academy anyway. World. None of that stuff matters. Um, yeah, actually, that's accurate. But uh, yeah, and speaking of, you know, he had several scenes throughout. We mentioned a couple, but like there are several scenes throughout Falcon and the Winter Soldier where he gets to really show off and he Absolutely. gets to act like this is. He acts his butt off. Yeah, like he treats it like anything, and that's the yeah. that's that's the kind of person you want to include in your kind of projects is someone that treats every project like it's worthy, you know, and everything. But. Um, yeah, here their their chemistry is great. Um, I, I I do wish we got more. I do wish we were able to get more Bucky and Steve. That's what's kind of tragic about everything. Yeah. But um, I think that's what's so significant to building out Sam and Bucky's relationship later is because they get to have what Steve and he had and lost. You know, it's yeah. it's like a rebuilding of that relationship. I saw a. Um, quote from an interview with Sebastian Stan mm-hmm. talking about how like he didn't talk much to anyone else in the MCU. Like mm-hmm. he would go sit in the corner and a lot of stuff. So what they started doing was pairing him up with Anthony Mackie in interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that is really sweet because that really like brought him out of his shell. It's aww, they just, they aww. have such great chemistry together. I um, and they'll come up. Um, I love it so much. Any anything um anything other significant uh, as far as the first Avenger for you? Anything? I really liked Red Skull. I I'm do too. I hate table. that he had well, Hugo Weaving had a horrible time. Right? Like, what? Okay, so here's here's the thing though. Okay, here and Transformers, he had a lot of. Well, I I won't put this on the same level as Transformers, <laughs> but he had a lot of negativity for Transformers, yeah. and he also didn't have a good time here. That's, fair. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna quantify those together, but. You wouldn't tell by his acting, though. Right? Like Yet again, he acts his butt off. Good for him that he doesn't let it affect his job. He still earns his check, but I just hate that he didn't have as much of a good time. I don't know if it was the prosthetic. I don't know, but he's yeah. definitely been like, eh, no. Yeah, that was not what I wanted to do. Like, yeah, he did he, so great. He's such a thespian that it makes sense. Like, it, any, when you see his kind of career, to see him as the voice of Megatron doesn't make sense it never did it, it yeah i love it i love it i absolutely love his performance as megatron it just doesn't make sense for a, an Dude. actor like him to do that it's insane like he's megatron he's red skull he's, he's mr, mr. Smith. smith yeah like he is so many fantastic nerd characters yeah i wish he loved them all <laughs> it's, it's so exciting I um i i i I appreciate more that he's still out there, the yeah. character of Red Skull. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I would have looked up who did an, an impressive Hugo Weaving impression for uh, yeah. Endgame and Infinity War. But, yeah, I appreciate that he's still out there somewhere. I appreciate that there's some... Um, he's in a snuggie on the moon. You know, like, he, there, there's a chance. There's a chance. I don't know. So would be cool. Would be cool. Yeah, um, yeah like, I don't... I guess they... Di- didn't want to linger too much on the Nazi thing. I really think, and, and like, that's 
That's yeah. Red Skull's whole thing. Like, when you think about the fact that Red Skull's in so many, like, animated Avengers content, like, it's kind of weird because, like... Yeah. I don't know, because we don't spend a whole lot of time being like, you know why Red Skull's the bad guy? He's a Nazi. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's like... Uh, uh, yeah. I get, I get them wanting to be like, hey, let's, let's not do too much... Of the Nazi, like they even make it out like Hitler doesn't even like this guy mm-hmm. in the in in the movie. So it's Here's just the like thing. controversial statement. Nazis suck. Oh yeah, like, and that's not controversial. I mean, like, it's a controversial look amongst Nazis, but we don't care about those people. Exactly, you suck. Get yeah, off my podcast. Don't be horrible. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I guess I I wish he did have a good time, but he he was great. The the makeup's great. I love the look yeah. that they went for. It's um, fantastic. I I would have liked a little bit more squaring up between them. They get a they get a fight, they get a scuffle, but yeah. he's supposed to be equivalent to Captain America. So I would have liked that to show off a little bit more. But again, yeah. it's Hugo weaving. I think he had enough with the Matrix where he was just like, Yeah, that I don't do the physical stuff anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Um, so yeah, like great movie, great movie. Great. Um they, like, they, obviously we realize now in retrospect, but they really got it lucky with getting Chris Evans for mm-hmm. this. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, again, I can't imagine, like, I love seeing that Anthony Mackie, Sam Wilson, is Captain America now. Absolutely. I love seeing that, but, like, seeing, you know, knowing that that came from an, an, a foundation of a character. Like, yeah. that came, like, as as we spent a lot of time talking about, he... he the foundation wasn't, hey, here's this white guy handing this black guy this thing for posterity. It was, no, here's a good person handing a good person this mantle. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it was really interesting to think about how we wouldn't have a quantifiable measure of Captain America, not because of the America part, but like the 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 hero the leader the, the good morality. person yeah we wouldn't have a measure of that if it wasn't for steve rogers and if it wasn't for the acting behind the character but Absolutely. uh from chris evans like he did such a great job he's it, yeah it it's perfect casting it's this it's phenomenal um he also changed like the look for superheroes like forever i mean? think like being a thick boy Oh. Being Dorito-shaped. <laughs> well, I will say also, though, um, well, we're, we're moving into it, but I feel like um, there was a little bit more thickness in the movies uh, than there was in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah. for some characters. Well, like, you see the shift in physique after this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty significant. Like, um, Robert Downey Jr., he, was, he looked great. He looked great, but he wasn't, like, bulging muscle. Yeah, he wasn't beefy. Yeah, but, like... After that, you have Thor being him, his hench self. You have everybody <laughs> with muscles. I appreciate they like, didn't they didn't spend too much time on that though. No. Uh, I mean, that was basically the first Thor, but not they yeah. didn't spend too much time on that. But um, I will say they he did a great job of Absolutely. looking like a super soldier. I mean, like it's hard yeah. to it's hard to know what that would look like, but I believe he could he could he could lift that helicopter. Do you want to hear something freaking nuts sure. that I found out about recently? So apparently. When male actors are going to do, like, a shirtless scene, they're hench and muscly, they do a water fast where they don't drink water for three days Mm -hmm. to make their muscles stand out more. Hmm. What the heck is up with that? There's a lot of crazy techniques for photo shoot things. That's why, like, there's no such thing as, like, instantly photo ready. 
Um, like there, there's so much work that goes in before doing photo shoots. I'm not saying right or wrong. I just mean like, yeah, it's really, really weird to get into the ins and outs of like model photography like that and everything. Yeah, like models before they do a photo shoot, they don't well, eat. They, well, it, I mean, a lot of I feel them. like I was going to say, yeah, I feel it's not all, but like, and, and similarly, like there, you mark on the calendar when, oh, this is Captain America shirtless day. Which we never got. I appreciate. I yeah. do appreciate. Like, we get that once, and that's the first time. I think it's a boob touch. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, well, what's funny is they bring back the touch from um, Paul Rudd <laughs> in Civil War, and I appreciate that, because that's one of the first things I would do, is just be like, wait. Are those real? <laughs> like... It just, it doesn't look that. So, but no. like, um, but yeah, like, they mark on the calendar of like, no, this is physical day. So, like, they, they prepare for that day completely different than when he wears the suit and does the act. Like, yeah. And, and those are the ins and outs that I love of, like, discovering, not the things people yeah. do. I don't think they would have done poor practices like that. I hope not. But either way, like, I love the ins and outs, though, of what goes in. Because you feel like you just show up, shoot a thing, and go. And yeah. then the guys in the computers, you know, hunch over and do yeah. all the, the editing and I blah, blah, blah. I found out about it because Henry Cowell talked about it on an interview for The Witcher. Really? Yeah. So he was doing that for The Witcher? Yes! Oh. Insane! Mm. Please See, drink water, now, Henry so, Cowell. Same, same with him though. Physicality wise, looks like Nuts. Superman. So, like I, you know, I feel like both Henry Cavill uh, and and yes, this is DC praise. Henry Cavill as Superman, fantastic, I, iconic casting. You know, not rivaled since Christopher Reeves. But then, like, this is the thing. This is going to be forever marked in history as Captain America. Like the like, I, I don't want to think about you know. 30 years from now when we get a new MCU and they I, redo everything, I, I can't think of anybody else doing it. No, it'd be like uh, if we were Bond fans and someone took up the mantle from Roger Moore or something mm-hmm. like that. Who is the guy? Sean Connery. Um, I don't... I'm not a Bond what fan. I don't know who, like, the original Bond is. Sean Connery. <laughs> okay. Well, like, I, I guess it would be something like that. Uh, yeah. And, and the, I, th- I feel like it'd be the same weirdness for sure. Um, so... The, the first Captain America movie is definitely, like I said, it's a lot of just establishing the character, establishing the golden boy, the moral uh, compass of the character. Because yeah. essentially from here on out, he's replanted in a very, very different environment, very different uh, political structure, very different um, even power structure. Because essentially he comes back in and we get Avengers New York. Like we get the, the uh, interdimensional, intergalactic scale battles we're, mm-hmm. we're going from punching nazis to punching aliens it's a very stressful yeah. job and can i since we mentioned avengers one of my favorite scenes from that movie is when he's given like the instructions to the cops and they're like why should we listen to you and then he like decks an alien out of nowhere and then they're like okay right moving on. Who, like who's this guy and then yeah um so Just, that's captain freaking america right that's america's butt what's interesting then is to turn around and do a very Grounded again, Captain America movie. And so if the first one's about building up who this character is, this next one's about challenging who he is mm-hmm. and about whether or not he can stick to his guns. And, I mean, in retrospect, again, when you're you're digesting it all as it's coming out and all that, like, it's a very different experience to watch it all back to back to back now. Yeah. Um, because it's so quickly that they turn on heel and, oh... Um, so the organization we're supposed to trust, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is compromised and disbanded. Mm-hmm. Like, that happens in the second Captain America movie. We just had Avengers. Like, 
it, it moves very fast uh, when you when you go back to back like that. Um, in reality, there's been some time where he's been Shield's agent. You know, mm-hmm. he's been kind of the face of Shield uh, and everything. While everybody else is kind of on their own adventures, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, and all that. Captain America sticks around and does the good old soldier boy stuff of, you know, serving his country. Um, and and what this film represents, I think, is the idea that our, our uh, beliefs maybe are misfounded, you know. And, and when we discover that, what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, he has to deal with, again, S.H.I.E.L.D. being compromised. Can he trust anyone in S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, can they trust anyone in the government? What Like, what do they stand for uh, anymore? And then... Um, you know, when he thought he knew about his friend, Bucky's no longer Bucky. And, and it's a very close and personal struggle of, yeah. okay, do I do the good soldier thing? Do I do the right thing and, and treat it like a mission? Or do I do the right, right thing and try and help who I know is not the winter? Like, he's not the same person. Yeah. Bucky is not the winter soldier. And I think Steve here is having a huge crisis of, like, that's that's the only thing I have left mm-hmm. is Bucky. But that, what what do I do? Like, yeah, well, and that's the thing is like um, they 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 have each other. Like ultimately, the only frame of reference for who, who could believe them, mm-hmm. um, the only one who could believe Bucky is Bucky, not the Winter Soldier, is Steve. Mm-hmm. And the only one who has any connection to Steve anymore would be Bucky. Yeah. So and, yeah, it's it's this struggle to try and uh, rescue that, protect that, because yeah. it, that's getting sacred. I will make a... I'll make a confession here. Okay. I was not a huge fan of Black Widow before this movie. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I will, she, gets some, she gets some good stuff here. Like, I... I, I, I wasn't a huge... You didn't like the... I didn't like the personality. Uh, you know, tight-fitting spandex and... and Kicky flippies. And... I'm not a huge fan of characters who are coded as girl, mm-hmm. and that's their entire personality. Mm-hmm. I think that that was a lot of her in Iron Man too. She is a girl who kicks butt, absolutely. But until this point, I had that image in my mind of her. Oh, she's just, you know, this which is internal misogyny. I know. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's kind of found at the first appearance and the first outing. I mean, whether it's the cover or not, I mean, it's very much playing mm-hmm. on. The looks and and a lot of that. Um, what's good to see is where they grow from there, and I do think Absolutely. this is one of the first times they oh. get characterization. So she's yeah. not just subservient to um, Fury. She's not just uh, the sidekick to Tony. Now she's a character exactly. uh, and a friend to um, Steve. And that's what made me like her is not just the characterization, but the writing, the friendship between that is actually between mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans. They again they good chemistry good job. chemistry with each other. They they have whether they pick them for their chemistry, I doubt that, but like either way, like mm-hmm. clearly the ability for them to build that chemistry um, mm-hmm. benefits the the film and the and the storytelling for Dude, sure. All of Team Cap has insane chemistry together. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I, I feel like that was a good move for her too, is moving her over to Team Cap yeah. um, along with Falcon and eventually obviously like Bucky and everything. I mean, I think there's a better chemistry there for those characters than um, with Tony. I, f- I feel like him, him, Rhodey, and Pepper are kind of the trio. I, I, I don't think anything else fits in there. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I just yeah. I, no, I just don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. That's it. Oh no, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of uh, her or her candles. Uh, you know, <laughs> but um, I, I think she does a great job as Pepper, though. She does, she's a great actress. I was surprised how over time she made me like her even more. Yeah. Um, you I know that last scene in Endgame. Well, uh, Iron Man three too. They really do a lot with like I pre. I, you know, it's something that gets better with time, and I think that's just a footing thing of all right. There's choices that are very much a action movie choice, and then there's choices that are very much a, again, th- this is going into the mythos. This is building ten movies behind it. Like, if the choices we make now are going to affect other things. Um, a- again, hence why they would partner her, I think, up with a character like Steve, mm-hmm. where that's a little bit more her game. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, she's always been the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. lapdog anyway, uh, so it only makes sense that she would continue to do so alongside the new kind of dog of the military of, of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is is Captain America. And I appreciate, and, and again, I mean, he gets a cool, I love the outfit on this one. It's I know, I, I don't think a lot of people liked it, but I like they, they scrapped the red, white, and blue and went for just like tactical blue and silver and everything. Yes. I liked that. I thought that looked good. That first scene was so cool. That Well, that like covert entry and everything. And it, he even gets a different deco on his shield. It's like all, all darker and everything. I like, I liked that look. I like yeah. tactical Captain America. Dude, Nomad, that Nomad outfit. In, uh, Same in thing, game. where, yeah, like they just... And, and that's the thing, is like literally in his second, uh, in a eh, little bit of both. A little bit of both. Uh, by the end of Endgame, he's, well, throughout, because he goes classic New York costume yeah. for that one. Anyway, um, but. Uh, Welcome to my world. Dadgummit, it happened again. Um, um, <laughs> let's talk about Bucky a little bit. Sure, let's talk about Winter Soldier. Let's I don't know what I was talking Bucky. about. It gets so, ang- oh no, I was just going to say, like, oh. again. It's the second movie, and they're distancing him from the red, white, and blue. They're distance like they're putting distrust in him and his country. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. You I, reminded me of something. Go ahead. I, I just I appreciate that they're not emphasizing he's cap. It's not Captain America. Like these movies aren't like oh you know salute the flag and love the country and everything. Like yeah, they they shouldn't be like the the character served a purpose in its original foundings. But that's not the point anymore. Let yeah. Captain America be a character of their own and let them reflect modern America. Let them reflect the f- fact that there's problems in America. It's not just this perfect, you know, mecca of a country. Like, that's that's reality. Nowhere's perfect. Yeah. Not even Canada. They're lying to you. Not everywhere's perfect. I just mean everybody acts like, let's all go to Canada and it'll be better. It's like, no, it still sucks up there. Everywhere sucks. They've just The Trudeau, world though. sucks. Well, and they have a lot of great voice actors up there too there's a there's Let's good go here's the thing there's good everywhere there's bad everywhere yeah it's the world we live in so pointing out issues in america and making a character not represent utter and infinite patriotism i think is a smart choice i think that's a real choice and obviously fast forward to falcon and the winter soldier it's given us great commentary and reflection of reality art, art is imitating life in a way that i think is significant right now so absolutely uh, you were reminded of a thing. Yes, <laughs> that elevator fight scene. Oh, great! Is one of the best fight scenes in the MCU, in my opinion. This one steps up the game in general, but most most of the Captain America stuff always has the best action it in does. terms of like fighting. And I feel like it's because they're super soldiers, but they're not gods. Like they're not just you know punch and and you're done. Like they still you can't have just to, hit with hammer. They still have to work. They still have to you know uh, put in effort. 
But I will say this is one of the best of matching skill when you add in the Winter Soldier versus the uh, Captain America fight, like, in the streets, like that one. Dude, I remember going to see this movie and freaking out at the knife fight, and it's just like... That was so cool. They, well, and, yeah, that, and that's the one I mean is is the 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 first fight they have, the first encounter. So good. Um, the the one on the helicarrier is helicarrier is cool too, and and, yeah. and everything. But this one, yes. I think they go harder because it's like, no, this is the first, this is the mm-hmm. biggest, and we have to build it up. So when that reveal at the end that it's Bucky, like all the air goes out of the tires. I like, still just like sometimes go to myself, who the hell is Bucky? <laughs> just like think about it. Right. Well, and it's just, I, I love that that's his reaction. It's just yes. like, what? What's a Bucky? Right. Like, you have no personality, but you have to ask that question when it, like, pose. Like, well, like I think that's... <laughs> that's not my name. There's not my name. My name is Hunter Soldier. I have serial numbers. Right. Um, yeah, speaking of the Helicarrier fight, I think that one is also fantastic. But, like, I feel like that one has a lot more emotional weight to it. Like, the, the whole line of, you know me. No, I don't. Right. It's just like, no, I don't. Yeah, it's such a hissy fit, but it's, it's so, so great. great. Um, and yeah, I, I think there's just so great at um, evening them out and making it feel like they're they're matched. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously Cap is like pulling his punches and everything because he's trying to save Bucky. Um, and this builds in something too that I think sticks with um, Steve through until Civil War. Yeah. Um, so before we jump there, anything else significant you want? I mean, we, we didn't talk too much about Falcon, yeah. but. We love him so much. He's I, the babe. Seeing like, where he comes from here to where he is now yes. is Insane. incredible. And, and some of the things we talked about, that's why it's worth, um, for, for more significant, like Sam, Wh- Sam Wilson exposition going to our other episode. Say Sam no, and my, I just have verbal dyslexia and it just mixes together. Gotcha. Um, to go to our episode all about that, um, because we talk about how so perfectly they established the future Captain America starting here, and you mm-hmm. and you still see it um, from their interactions and everything. So yeah, really, really good um, humanizing of a character, being like he's just a dude. And there's even the line in Civil War: "I do what he does, just slower." Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, and I mean, and Anthony Mack is such a great choice. Again, it's one where they they so got much. it right. They got it. They got it right. And mm-hmm. I don't know what magic they pull to 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 do what they do, but I mean, they keep pulling wins. And I think that was one that we thought, we wondered, we hoped would eventually pay off. And and it's crazy that now it has. This is 2014. So um, even still, um, that's seven years. Yeah, I was about to say six years, but. No, I just blocked out the last year of my brain. Yeah, seven years. So um, still, that's a long that's a long wait for a payoff. But I, I think it's so worth it. Um, I I, I remember what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. So I love the trope of like two people fighting, but one's not fighting as hard because they don't want to hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think it's just like the person in me who used to read fan fiction. Like <laughs> I just. As a, fart me! Fart no! Me. Fart me! I love you! Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I think something builds here in uh, Winter Soldier, this idea of following your heart and, and like, doing what you know is right regardless of what the organization and structure you represent says. 
Fight the power. So, like, I don't think before Winter Soldier we would have thought he would have pushed the boundaries that much. But I think, I, mm-hmm. you know, because of what we did get in Winter Soldier, it let him know that he needs to be willing to push further. If he thinks something is right and he and he disagrees with uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. or the country or whatever, whoever they represent, he needs to be willing to push it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what ultimately is the the crux of civil war is him just saying no um to ever to the to the organization to the to the the accountability and all this other like he doesn't want to be um and 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 it's founded he has trust issues with the government he has trust issues with any of this like you want us to be regulated but like that wasn't that what shield was and wasn't hydra deeply involved in that like how are we supposed to trust anyone but ourselves Mm -hmm. and it's a really interesting moral dilemma because yeah i mean uh, you know, um, uh, Rhodey calls out like that. You know, that's just, that's very self-righteous and everything. And it, But at the same time, it's just like, who who better to make some of the right choices? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like if they become instruments of, of the government, if they just become soldiers, then they have to follow whatever the order they're given. They have to yeah. do whatever. And you mentioned Rhodey. I think we haven't talked about him much, but I love the transformation that he goes through throughout these entire movies. It's like in his first appearance, he's a completely different person. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like, wow. Stop. Get out. Um, (laughs) Okay. I'll see myself out. Again, Captain America's got built in anxiety issues with this sort of thing because of civil war. They're fair. Right. Um, And so it, it really builds on the idea of, can we, can we trust what we fight for? Like, and that's the thing is what makes them any different than winter soldier. If they just become, you know, regulated by the government, Mm -hmm. they get pulled out whenever they're told to, they do what they're told to. And if they don't comply, then they just get sent back to the bunker. Like, I mean, like what kind of life is that for a quote unquote hero? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I think that I, I, I don't think it's as, Ridiculous as Age of Ultron. I think this has more grounds for the conflict between the heroes than Age of Ultron does. Age, Age of Ultron kind of pushes it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. If you guys would just talk to each other. Literally just talk to each other. Communication is first and foremost oh my in gosh. any relationship. Right. Like, I get the bickering in the first Avengers. Yeah. But by the second one, guys, come on. Like, just talk. And don't 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 just get quippy. Talk. Yeah. And it would have been a much shorter movie. Stop offering people blueberries. But here, I think it's more grounded because, you know, um, so Tony and Steve are affected two different ways by their trauma. Again, Steve doubles down of like, no, we have to trust ourselves. We have to do what's right. And we have to be outside of the bounds. We have to represent everybody. We have to um, protect everybody. And we can't do that if we just are part of, you know, America or the UN, I guess, is where the, the controlling power in this one. Whereas Tony, his trauma is seeing yet again the hurt that they've caused. So the whole thing for him in the first movie was, hey, my weapons are killing people. Mm-hmm. So weapons bad. I'm going to do everything I can to, to, to you know, get rid of those and, and take down you know, corrupt people. Fast forward, Civil War is a very similar issue where, hey, now it's not Stark Industries. Now it's Avengers. Yeah. And Avengers messed up. And I take that personally. Um, and so he's... Uh, projecting his trauma of like no we need people to keep us in bounds otherwise we're going to mess up again and I think that's kind of just his um, recovery brain too 
of over overreacting to um, a slip up to where it's like, no, I need someone to make my choices for me because obviously I'll mess up. Yeah. And, and so versus cat where it's like, no, if they make their choices for us, we might get choices we don't like. Then what? Yeah. You know? So I think that makes sense for both characters with everything we've seen for them to fight over this and disagree on this and take two very harsh stances, I think makes sense. It's one of those things like a poor kid versus a rich kid. Like Steve grew up as a poor kid. He grew up not necessarily trusting the government, probably. Mm -hmm. And then you got Tony who has no reason to distrust the government. So Yeah, and and well and that's the thing too, is like he wanted to serve his country because he cared that other people were dying and he couldn't help. Like he didn't care I well I'm not going to put it that way, but, like, it wasn't about just, again, saluting America. Yeah. And, and He didn't want to just fight. He didn't want to be the star-spangled boy. He he wanted to help people. You know, like, that's the thing. It was never about who he served. It's about the people he served. And so it's a very different posture and a very different um, walk. It, like, it's a very different practice yeah. uh, when you have that sort of representation. So for him, yeah. And that's, what, and that's again, where they distance Captain America from Steve Rogers. Because when you hear a name like Captain America, Captain America should be the one most for this. Yeah. You should, like, you literally have a country in your name. Like, you should let that country dictate your every move, right? No, I'm Steve Rogers. Captain America just happens to be the dang persona that stuck. Like, mm-hmm. that just happened. So, I, you know, that distancing of, of, of human and, and hero is, is very nice as well. Yeah. Um, so, and then, of course, we get Zemo, another character that, pays off yes. in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Fantastic, beautiful character. Love him, um, Love him to death. Has and a point. His whole plight, it's very similar. It's it's about uh, what he does with his trauma. So what he's, what he's doing with his trauma is he's hoping to disband the Avengers and simultaneously take out the Super Soldier Project. Yes. Uh, the Super Soldier part, I don't really get. It only works because of the Bucky thing. But, okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the big defensible thing the big thing is the whole hey my family died because the avengers weren't there and helpful Mm -hmm. like and 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 so what he's doing to turn on that to yeah the avengers have to be stopped which is his whole thing it's almost a very um syndrome thing where it's just like if everyone's super no one will yeah it's kind of this idea of just like no i'm gonna get rid of the heroes and i'm gonna equip people to take care of themselves because that's what we need we don't need more heroes because all y'all do is mess up so it's very much that of just like, no, I'm going to get rid of the Avengers. And I'm not promising he had the plan of like, and then I'm going to help humanity. But I like to yeah. think that he would have done something with his barrenness. Yeah. Not to be like a Bucky Stan on Maine. I am. I know this. I'm aware of this. Uh, I'm in therapy. Um, but like that scene where he's reading from the book at Bucky and reading the code words, mm-hmm. it still hits yeah, so well, hard. Yeah, you can see, I mean, obviously now he would have been um, five years out from, um, no, not not five years, I'm sorry, uh, two years out from Winter Soldier. Yeah. So, like, he's had, he's been on his own now. He's been kind of functioning at least. Yeah, so it's like, plums. obviously he wants to keep that. Like, it's not yeah. ideal, but it's better than serving somebody. They talked about it in an interview right after this happened, but the backpack that he loses in the chase scene was full of, like, notebooks of memories that he had written down. Is that real? Yeah, that's real. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like a Twitter fan theory thing, but okay. But, like, that... I'd have to look that up. But, yeah, I mean... That hurts. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so he he doesn't want to go back. Obviously, who would who would want to? Um, but uh, and so that comes to the personal thing of where Steve has the challenge of even more so than standing against the Sokovia Accords, now putting his foot down and saying like, not only am I not going to be relegated by the UN and government, I'm also not going to let y'all take the responsibility for my friend. Yeah. Um, and so again, the, the payoff of what built out in the last one of just like, hey, I don't agree with this call. I don't, I'm going to go about it a different way to where now he's just all together. Hey, I don't agree with this call and I'm going to stand against it. Um, he literally goes outside the bounds to find Bucky and, and save him. And it's this matter of like, so if Steve is the head, he, he's the brains. He, he's, no, well, I don't know. Yeah, he, he's the wisdom. Um, he's the strength of character of, of the, the team and the Avengers and all that. Uh, Tony's the heart. Tony's the feelings. And, and that's what makes them both the leaders, I think. But yeah. that's where this movie suffers because Steve's using his brain. They're not going to investigate. For their, for, in their eyes, Bucky did it. Yeah. That they, they want to catch a guy. They don't want to find answers. They want to find the victim um, or the criminal. Whereas, and, and, and then you add later on the whole Stark situation of, of Bucky killing his parents and everything. It's all this buildup of just like, you should have told me, we could have done, like, no, you, you wouldn't have listened. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as this all went down, Tony's all in his feelings and roadblocking yeah. everything. So, of course, Steve has to go outside the grid of and take care of it himself because no one else was listening. Mm-hmm. No one else that could have done anything was listening. Yeah, that. There's so many fantastic emotional moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, just... And then, you know, there's that whole scene in the parking garage where they just change, get their outfits on, and Sharon and Steve kiss. It's, yeah. I think we talked about that in the other did. thing, too. Yeah. How, um, my distaste. Yeah, he pulls out the classic cap uh, costume for this one. Yeah. Because uh, I guess he left the other one in the locker when he escaped S.H.I.E.L.D. and whatnot. It'd be like that, man. Um... And and yeah, we get we get a face off with um, majority of all the cast. I mean, including um, new edition. Yeah, we get um, Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and we get Ant Man. It's so insane that this was the first appearance of both Black Panther and Spider Man in uh, the yeah. MCU. Mm-hmm. That, that's one I was. Oh, thinking that's right. Of. Yeah. Like. They knock, yet another fantastic cast. And, and that's where you start to feel like that that point in the movie really starts to feel like an Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah. When you throw everyone in there. And then it's really just for the cool fight because only Steve and Bucky make it out. So oh uh, and obviously Tony chases yeah. after. But like in the end, like it was for one big good fight and then It is a very good fight. It's good. It it's interesting because I mean we always wonder like hero versus hero, what what would happen, who would do what and yeah. you know, blah blah blah. But Yeah, I um, love that the crux for the final like real big angry moment was Rhodey getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Cause like well, Rhodey gets and hurt. And I, I appreciate, I appreciate the stakes. I yeah. appreciate, I mean, obviously they didn't take him out of commission. They shouldn't have. That's a, the, yeah. they did enough to add severity, but again, yeah. it's a matter of, okay, now my friend is hurt. Now yeah. I'm even angrier. Like he's not, he's not listening. He's not going to listen to sins. Now he's just on this mission of revenge and proving he's right to Steve. Yeah. Like it's, li- it's literally just that. It's never about getting the right answers. And that's the difference. That's what Steve's after. Steve's after 
it's not just protecting his friend. It's it's proving something. Yeah. If if he did it, proving that hey, it's not his control. And obviously, in the end, we know he didn't do it. So proving that he didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, at least at least T'Challa has more sense. Like he he picks up on on the reasoning, and then he even chooses not to. Well, he he doesn't let uh, Zemo kill himself, but like either way, he has more self control when it comes to being presented with new evidence than Tony does. Yeah, actually. That's because uh, like, oh my gosh. has a brain on him. And that's why I say he's all feelings. He's just all reactionary, Tony is. And so, uh, and that's what gets us the final fight too, though. And that's also very um, spanning and epic and everything because oh, yes. when, when the news breaks of Bucky killed my parents, we spent all this time, dude. Mm-hmm. We have all this evidence that points that the Winter Soldier is not... He's a tool. He's not in his own control. He doesn't do anything on his own. Yeah. So all that presented, all this progress, like, and, and then what was, so even after, okay, Steve was proved right because it was actually Zemo pretending to be, like, all of that, everything we've done, yeah. and in that one moment you just decide, no, I'm going to kill him. And I think that is... It's not a hand-waving explanation, but it is informed by the opening scene where he's at the college and mm-hmm. he shows, like, the, the VR glasses. I get that. I, I I get being hurt by it. I get yeah. all of that. I just, like, I mean, we. it's for the good fight. It's for the final crux that ultimately makes Captain America walk away yeah. um, and kind of breaks up the Avengers a little bit. Um, you know, I, I get all the setup. Um, it's It's a, it's... It's a heavy-handed thing. Is it in line with Tony's heavy-handed character? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still just very much like, oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. Y'all just need to talk. They Y'all need to go to therapy. call him Iron Man because he's light. You call him Iron Man because he's dense. Right. So, um, but all in all, it, it's definitely um, Steve's journey. Again, yeah. it's it's pushing that boundary of, you know what? I mean, I'm Steve Rogers. I'm not. So in the, if, the, the, if the first one is... I'm Steve Rogers, I'm a good soldier. The second one is, I'm Steve Rogers, I'm a good person. And then the last one is, I'm Steve Rogers, I'm my own person. I'm Steve Rogers, screw you. Right, like, <laughs> the, the this one's very much just like, you know what, it, it it's not worth it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to be tied down to the Avengers, the UN, anything. I, like, at the end of the day, I'm going to do the right thing. Yeah. He continues to do the right thing after this. He doesn't stop that just because he stopped being Captain America. Yeah. We see in the... Um, we see in the beginnings of Infinity War, he's still been at it. Mm-hmm. He's still doing Captain America things, just not as Captain America. And this is also the third confirmed time that Bucky has lost his arm. Third? Yeah. First time uh, in the Hydra facility. Second time, Isaiah Bradley. Third time, here. But he said he almost lost his arm. Oh, no, he ripped his arm off. Oh, he did? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, well, hang on, though, but was, was he the one that took... No, they showed when they woke him back up from the ice, he, yeah. they'd given him the arm. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that and Isaiah took his actual arm. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been <laughs> Give better. Give me your arm. Right. I mean, technically a headcanon, that could still work. But... People who would get along. Rocky Raccoon. Right. Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. Io. She likes also removing people's arms. <laughs> right. They all get along. They that all have scene, more arms than they should. That scene wasn't supposed to be funny, but I thought it was hilarious. Which one? When Io like unlocks his arm and oh. makes it fall off, it's just like I am Mrs. What Nesbitt. do you What do you do with that? Like what? Like you... <laughs> I think like definitely hurt in his face, but also like 
happens. Right. Like, I didn't know we could do that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I think that ultimately the, the trilogy stands as a testament to breaking out of the restrictive bounds of what is in a name, you know, Captain America, what is in what we understand about a character. Um, I think they've done a great job with um, especially this, but in a lot of MCU making characters characters making mm-hmm. good people good people and that's why they are who they are not because of uh title and cool costumes yeah. and power even it's it's about who they choose to be and and that's always been something stanley's wanted to uh convey anyway Absolutely. is anybody's a hero when they're a good person and you said as much in our uh, falcon and the winter soldier yeah. episode so i think there's forever going to be a testament to um the work of St- of uh, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers. I think it's defined a lot of things about uh, heroism um, and and film uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, like, you know, there's so much packed in and it can be read so many different ways. But all in all, uh, I, I think it's a journey of moving past what we think we know about these characters. And, and MCU's always been pulling twists and turns. Every yeah. time you think you understand who they are and the kind of things they're going to do and choices they'll make, they they surprise you. They do something different, um, and and I think that's good. I think it's it's it, it's what keeps MCU good. Yeah, and the main, you know, thing about the Captain America trilogy, I think, is confirming that Bucky is all right. Nobody left. <laughs> I left. And well, keep it to yourself. Um, and obviously, we didn't talk about the ending of Captain America, because uh, that's yeah. an Avengers thing. Um, he's on the moon. <laughs> he's just on the moon, guys. I definitely don't think he's dead yet. but no, um, it wouldn't kill Captain America. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's technically where the character ends. But as far as the character's journey in other films, we're going to talk about the Avengers films on their own at some point. Um, including, like, it'd be impossible to include them anywhere because they have everybody in it. Yeah, so, there's so many characters, man. Right, so there's nowhere else to include it except in its own Avengers discussion. So that's way down the road. Um, as we mentioned, we've got Iron Man and Thor um, discussions and Spider-Man discussions um, throughout this year. Don't get overwhelmed. That's not all at once. I'm um, always That's down the, down the road um, and eventually. But uh, it'll be very similar to this, just talking about the legacy of these characters. I mean, we've gotten so many been spanning so long um, at this point that there there's a lot of growth, there's a lot to talk about, and uh, there's a lot to enjoy. So that's what we plan to do uh, with these episodes, and hopefully you enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, thank you to our patrons who pay for this. Uh, thank you to our friends at Red 5 Network, um, podcasty people that are awesome and you should follow. Yeah. Uh, and thank you to our friend Jesse over at Game Infinite, keeping everybody informed and celebrated on game news and yeah. content, all that good stuff. Um. Other than that, we are finally getting back to Star Wars this week as well because we are talking uh, the long-awaited Bad Batch premiere. Yes, we are. The um, long-awaited. Yes. So uh, although this will release closer to May 4th, uh, that it's just the way it works because we're, I mean, the show comes out on May 4th. We're probably going to wait till May 5th to watch it. It's going to be a heck of a week, guys. Mm-hmm. But we will be talking about it this week as will every other Star Wars nerd. So, you know. If you happen to get into it, fam, put us in your ears for that discussion. We'll we'll appreciate it. We're very small. We'll um, fit right in. 
I think Nerdy versus next outing is to horror. We're talking about Saw, I believe. Yes. So that's going to be an interesting spin because that's going to be oh boy. a whole new kind of content for the podcast. We're going to watch so many YouTube videos. Hopefully you'll tune in for the story uh, and be able to have yeah. some sort of appreciation for it because that's what we're going to talk about uh, is the story of Saw. And yes, there is one. So uh, if you want to join us on that journey, be sure to tune in for when that comes out. And I think that's everything. I think that's one that more thing. All. I want to give that joke another try. Bucky's all right. Get it? Because he lost his left arm. It, it was, you see, when in the in the original Captain America movie, he fell off a train, and when he got to the bottom, he broke his arm so bad that the Hydra cut it off, and then like they gave him a metal arm, which got ripped off a couple times. Have you seen the Captain America movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, He's all right. I, He's I, all right. I'm not. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.